Hello and welcome to another episode of the Rucker Report. I'm your humble host, J.D. Rucker. And today we are actually not going to be talking about the coronavirus. I know that's probably a shock to you, uh, since that's the only topic of discussion on any mainstream media or independent media outlet. Every podcast, every video, everything is, is corona, corona, corona. No, today we're actually going to be talking about hope. And um, that hope is going to be coming from the Saving America Conference. But before we talk about that, I want to give a, a very quick and and hearty shout out to the GK Podcast Network and, and others who are podcasting here with me. Uh, GeekkeepersOnline.com has been a true blessing in my life. It has allowed me to to come forward. Jeff Dornick has he talked me into doing this podcast, and by golly, I'm so glad he did because it has been nothing but but miraculous for me and my family, and and for you, the readers, or the readers, the listeners. Oh gosh, I'm not I'm not very good at sounding egotistical. Um, yeah, no, it's it's not necessarily great or wonderful for you guys, but it is for me. Thank you for listening. Thank you for for participating, commenting. I will be looking for more of your comments and feedback as we go. One particular piece of feedback is that I I need to sound a little bit less nice. I guess uh, I will try. I'm going to try to <clears throat> going to try to get mean. Uh, gruff do uh, my Batman impersonation uh, no, no I'm not actually I'm not going to do that at all another quick shout out to my site knockreport noqreport.com this is where you'll find the vast majority of my writing my videos my podcasts all that good stuff noqreport.com conservative Christian cultural awesomeness go check it out but the real topic of the day is the Saving America Conference, brought to you by the American Conservative Movement. Now, for complete transparency, I will be speaking at the Saving America Conference, and I am a co-founder of the uh, American Conservative Movement. So, yes, I'm biased. And so the topic today, which is why you should attend and why you should get your friends and family and co-workers if you still have contact with them at all get everybody you know to attend because this is a big deal this is important we are facing uh, a time in in our nation's history unlike anything we've ever faced it is it is new it is unprecedented and it can be devastating now when we talk about the problems surrounding the coronavirus itself Generally, people look at two important, um, I guess you could say, threats to American society. Number one is obviously the disease itself. It's deadly. It's killing thousands, uh, tens of thousands. It is infecting, as far as we know, four or 500,000 so far, probably more than that, who don't even know it. It spreads very quickly and easily. And arguably what makes it worse is that it, it can spread when people are asymptomatic somebody could be could have the coronavirus be spreading it to their family loved ones friends anybody they're passing on the street if they're still out there not properly social distancing uh they they could be spreading the disease and that's very scary especially considering that the the ability for tests to come in uh, are at the best case scenario they're slowed um, and in some cases, it's actually very challenging to get one. We were able to get one for my son. He had a, a, a little little uh, fever, and so 
first thought, you know, make sure that it wasn't the coronavirus. Took him, took him to the doctor. Doctor came out to the car, didn't even make us come in. Had a had a handy dandy test kit, and two days later we found out that we were that he was at least uh, not infected. So praise the Lord for that. But it's still terrifying. It's still scary, and it is it is deadly. So the illness itself is a true concern for Americans. The second and sometimes first concern for many of us is the economic blowback. This is not good. Okay, America is shut down right now. There are very few businesses that are open. Only the quote-unquote essentials are open in m many places. Um, they're fighting very hard to try to, to get business opened up. And it's not just, just Republicans. It's not just President Trump or, or Republican governors or mayors. It's even many on the left are fighting to get their cities, states, and the nation opened back up because we realize that this is destroying us. Uh, many have said, you know, let's not let the ailment be superseded by the cure. In other words, we don't want the the quote unquote solution for the coronavirus to actually end up killing us. And at this at this pace, it's going to. If we don't get out of this as quickly as possible, if, if we go on months, as some are saying, you know, I think uh, I forgot the gentleman's name, but one of the medical advisors for for Vice President, former Vice President Joe Biden, came out and said this could be 12 to 18 months of us essentially in lockdown, and that is terrifying. Um, again, not just because we're stuck at home and and uh, and not not able to go out and do the things we enjoy, but for many of us, this is harming our bottom line. This is making it to where we're having difficulty paying mortgage, paying rent, putting food on the table, buying gas, not that we would go anywhere. Um, just being able to live is being, being made very difficult by this lockdown. Now, the federal government has enacted a, uh, a quote-unquote bailout that's going to put a little bit of money in people's hands. For some people, that's going to be enough to keep them afloat. For others, it will not. You know, it just it just won't. There's, there's some, some people in their situation, especially if they're living in uh, areas with higher cost of living, where the money that's going to come from the government's not going to help them make it through another week, let alone a month or, or longer. So we're in, we're in trouble. There's businesses closing down. The economy is, is hurting. And so it's understandable that that would be a major concern. But these are things that we're going to be talking about at the Saving America conference. One thing to keep in mind, and I'll, let me let me preface it before I get into the, the heart of the matter. This idea was predicated by the coronavirus, the lockdown, and everything about it. But it has been in the works for quite a long time. This is something that that America has needed, not necessarily the Saving America Conference. That is relatively new, but the American conservative movement is, what's the best way to put it? It's crucial to America's future. Why? Because today, authoritarians, radical progressives, Marxists, democratic socialists, whatever you want to call them, they are pushing not just the Democratic Party, but also the Republican Party and independents further to the left. They're promoting in, in, in very much a negotiation style. They're promoting very extreme policies in a way to draw the end policy further to the left, further to the left. This is the, the direction that our company is heading. We are be, or company, country is heading. We are becoming a uh, more of a left-leaning nation than we've ever been. And that's dangerous. 
you know we need to reverse that trend so the need for the american conservative movement has been around for a long time and it will be around for a longer time than that you know you look at um how other organizations and i'm not going to get into names but other organizations started for one basic concept and they evolved or in some cases devolved in my opinion and that's what prompted me personally to want to get involved and to to take this uh, and make something new there's a challenge with conservatism in general in america you look at a lot of the groups out there and i'm not again i'm not going to call anyone in particular out but a lot of these quote-unquote conservative groups are are ineffective they're it seems as if they've they've really become venues for number one the republican party which granted the republican party compared to the democratic party is much more conservative we'll give them that but to say that only you know to to push republicanism no matter what that's not conservatism because there are republican policies that are popular uh, amongst moderates and uh, that that get passed that we shouldn't support as conservative americans people pushing for limited government defense of our freedoms these aren't the types of things that we need to be accepting. And so a blind obedience to the Republican Party isn't necessary, not amongst quote-unquote conservative groups. But what's worse is that in a lot of ways, they exist to exist. In other words, everything they do is designed to grow their ranks, grow their numbers, grow their fundraising. But then you look at see what is actually happening with those funds, what is being done to help America, to educate Americans, to promote conservatism, to to you know, even push conservative uh, candidates. It's not good. You know, I think the only the only good one, uh, and it, when I say one, there were multiples, but the only example of, of good, positive conservative activism was the short-lived Tea Party. Uh, I know it's still there, but what does it do? You know, and when I say it, what do they do? There were so many uh, disparate versions of the Tea Party out there pushing in this direction, that direction, supporting this candidate, that candidate, um, and it was effective for a very short period of time. And then suddenly it's no longer even a consideration. No, you never hear about, oh, this is a Tea Party candidate or that, you know, this huge Tea Party rally is, is going on to, to fight this or that. What happened? It dissolved because it wasn't really there. It was an idea. It was a great idea, but there was nothing to hold it together. And so the American conservative movement strives and, and has always wanted to strive to fill that void. And it is a great void. You look at organizations like the Justice Democrats for the left. You know they are the Justice Democrats, not because they're Democrats. I mean they they want to be Democrats, but these are actually full blown uh, radical progressives, Marxists. These are people that that do not believe America can be fixed incrementally. They do not believe that America can be fixed by by making you know the it can't be fixed through Nancy Pelosi or Chuck Schumer in the opinion of the Justice Democrats. They are, they want radical change. They want it very quickly. And that will only happen if they can get rid of a lot of Democrats. Now, we're not, the American conservative movement is not going to be so radical that we're trying to to uh, subvert the Republican Party by any means. Uh, we're not going to be involved with the Republican Party at all. Our goal is to push and promote conservatism because it's my belief, and, and I think a lot of people would agree with me, that the majority of Americans would understand and appreciate that they are conservative. If they were told the tenets of conservatism compared to progressivism, if they were shown what leftism is really all about, 
and if they were to compare their actual ideology uh, separate from political ideology. I'm not saying that, you know, that they, uh, how they live and how, what they believe, if they just looked at those things, they would realize that they are conservatives at heart. Uh, the biggest challenge, especially for minorities, is there is a stigma associated with the Republican Party. So they, I believe a lot of people think that they're leftists or what a lot of people like to call liberal. I don't like using that phrase because liberal has a truly different meaning than what is being used used as today. So I prefer to use the term leftist or progressive, which even then that's a <laughs> misnomer, but I digress. Um, you know, they, they think that they're progressives because they refuse to be Republicans. So they must be Democrats. It's by default. If you showed them what conservatism was, I believe a lot of people would realize that they are conservatives and they would vote for conservative candidates regardless of party, whoever is actually going to meet their needs. Uh, but the Democrats don't want that to ever be the case. They don't want people to look and understand their own ideology. They don't. You know, because if they did, they would realize that they don't share the values of the party that wants to keep people down, that, that thrives on dependency of the people. Why should people vote for a party that only exists as long as there's this need for them to exist? In other words, in other words, if you have a party that works with dependency of people on government, then by its very nature, it will require that dependency to continue indefinitely. That's just one of the, gosh, that's, that's only a single premise behind what the American conservative movement was intended to be. But let's talk about the Saving America Conference. Now that you have an understanding of, of who we are and what we're doing, um, as I said, we were predicated into, I guess, rush mode, hurry mode by the coronavirus because we've seen creeping authoritarianism for years. But now we're seeing the quote-unquote creeping turning into a full-blown sprint as many politicians, not just leftists, not just progressives, we're looking at at you know, quote unquote conservative politicians who are out there pushing authoritarianism for the sake of of the coronavirus to, to try to stop it. Now I understand this. Keep in mind, let, before I go too much further, let me say for the record, I believe in social distancing. I live in California. If there was no mandate for me to stay at home, me and my family would still be staying at home. That's just how it is. Um, I have a, a young child, and I'm not going to risk getting him sick, not for for the sake of anything. But I would love to have the choice, because there are things that we could do that would not get, risk any of us. You know, we could go out for a picnic in a secluded park. Uh, at least we could if we were living without authoritarianism ruling the day. We could go out for a drive and just drive around, look at the sites, go through the mountains. That would be fun, and we'd be safe because we'd be in an area where we could, you know, the car, where we would not be exposed to the coronavirus. But even those things are being uh, taken, those rights are being taken away from us. Now, people will say that it's only temporary. Oh, don't worry. You know, when the coronavirus is finally contained, it's, it's all going to revert back to normal. No, folks, it won't. There will be remnants of this authoritarianism that remain. And we, as a people, are the only ones who will be able to strip it away from these gov government officials, from these politicians, elected officials, bureaucrats. They're going to get power as a result of, and I, shouldn't say, I shouldn't say they're going to, they already have power as a result of the coronavirus. And yes, 
They will relieve restrictions when they're forced to. When you know, when the green light comes from the White House or wherever, that says, okay, it's time to, to open back up, they will reluctantly give back those, some of those powers, but not all of them. You know, if you believe that uh, they're going to give back the powers, uh, here's a, a tweet that we posted from the uh, American Conservative Movement Twitter account. Uh, that's at Amcon Movement. At Amcon Movement. Please follow us. We need as much exposure as we can get. It says, if you think the suppression of our rights will end after the coronavirus crisis is over, you probably also believe the Patriot Act, which is now called the USA Freedom Act, was temporary and troops wouldn't still be in Afghanistan nearly two decades after 9-11. It's true. You know, 9-11 did cause a lot of suppression of our freedoms through the Patriot Act, which turned into the USA, uh, USA Freedom Act, and, um, and it put us into essentially never-ending wars in the Middle East, and we're still there. It's not stopping. 9-11 was in 2001. It is 2020. We're coming up on two decades. When, when is the temporary status of our stance regarding 9-11, when is that going to, to revert back to normal? It hasn't, and it's going to be even worse with the coronavirus. Why? Because it is something that has shaken everyone. You know, 9-11, 9 -11 was, was, was huge news, and it affected the economy, just like the coronavirus. It affected uh, lives. It killed people, just like the coronavirus, and it, it put us in a state of fear. As Americans, we recovered very quickly, you know, relatively quickly, from 9-11 because um, we came together as a nation. Today, the chances of that happening, at least in Washington, D.C. and other, other uh, government areas, are, are slim to none. Back then, bipartisanship still existed. It doesn't exist today. It doesn't. Okay, it, There is no bipartisanship. Even if, if they can't come together about the coronavirus, and they're not... You know, they're still fighting Democrats, Republicans, left and right. If they can't come together over this, then there's literally nothing that could bring them together short of Armageddon. OK, and even then, who knows? They could be arguing over over uh, who's the who's the Antichrist. I don't know. But bottom line is this. Our rights. Our freedoms are being suppressed and they will continue to be suppressed long after the coronavirus crisis is officially over. Unless we as a people, as Americans, come together and fight this. And by fighting it, I mean fighting it. I don't mean just tweeting about it. I don't mean just, just uh, you know, writing an occasional blog post or putting out a, a quick Periscope video. I mean we need to truly alert our fellow Americans, our fellow patriots, our fellow conservatives, that action must be taken and it must be coordinated. From this conference, which was, uh, it was miraculously put, put together, Jeff Dornick, uh, co-founder of the American Conservative Movement, has done just a, I would not have believed that he could put together a digital conference the way that he has in such short notice. You know, this didn't exist less than two weeks ago, okay? And it's happening a week from this Saturday. It's it's almost, it's very hard to believe that he was able to get 
uh, he and, and uh, also pastors Ken Peters and Sam Jones, by the way, helping to to get some people together. They got Josh Feuerstein, uh, Mindy Robinson, um, great you know, actress, political um, commentator, and now a congressional candidate in Nevada. Uh, Pastor Greg Locke, who speaks everywhere. You know, Michael Johns, I mentioned the Tea Party. Michael Johns was a co-founder of the Tea Party. He was a speechwriter for President uh, George H.W. Bush. Matt Shea, who is a Washington State representative and a conservative, which right off the bat, that should tell you if, if a conservative can win in Washington State, then there must be something special about this guy. Remember his name, if you don't know it already. Matt Shea, he's going to be big. He's going to make it onto the national national scale, national uh, uh, news. He's going to be in D.C. at some point in the very near future, and I think that he will do a wonderful job. Uh, Trevor Loudon, the uh, filmmaker, author, just a brilliant, brilliant man with a, an incredible New Zealand accent. <laughs> Got to pay attention to him. I love those accents. Uh, Jerry Wayne. Uh, if you don't know Jerry Wayne, you probably will very soon. Uh, Mr. Wayne is he rose to prominence, made national news when when uh, Joe Biden, the vice former vice president, who was uh, preparing for the Michigan primary, he was in Michigan at a factory on that particular Tuesday, and Jerry Wayne walked up to him and asked him a question: Why are you going to? Why are you trying to take away our guns? And it turned into a mad dash by by Biden to uh, somehow sound like a tough guy and uh, politician and a not politician. I mean, he was he was calling Jerry Wayne out to go outside at one point. He said he was full of full of blank and uh, uh, lying left and right about how he didn't say this, how he wasn't going to get bet over. Work. It was it was just terrible. And uh, so Jerry Wayne became the union guy, as a lot of people call him. NRA put out a nice video about him where he is talking about his AR-15s. Um, not the AR-14, as uh, as Biden told him. It's actually the AR-15, and talking about you know, our rights as as American citizens, our rights as humans to protect ourselves. And um, so he'll be speaking. You got Dr. Mike Spaulding will be there, um, pastor, conference speaker, brilliant man. I heard him speaking on uh, actually on uh, GK Podcast Network. The other day, uh, interviewed by Jeff Dornick, and uh, the guy's, dude, <laughs> the guy's brilliant. Um, we'll have Lieutenant Colonel Buzz Patterson. This guy's running for Congress up in Sacramento, and uh, he is a true patriot. Retired Air Force Lieutenant Colonel. He actually lived in the White House for a while. He carried uh, the nuclear football and followed Bill Clinton around everywhere. So if there was ever a need to launch nukes, uh, that's where, where Buzz Patterson came in. Now he's running in uh, Sacramento and trying to trying to take a seat that actually uh, people hear that as a wait, Republican running in Sacramento, that's not going to work. It's far left. Well, actually, if you look at the, the uh, map, you look at the demographics, if a Republican can win anywhere in that area, it would be in, in that particular district. So he does have a very serious chance of being able to defeat the incumbent um, Ami Barra, I believe is is the Democrat's name. Uh, of course, I mentioned Ken Peters and Sam Jones, the uh, pastors who are co-founders of the American Conservative Movement. Uh, Ken Peters, uh, I was actually on a conference call with President Trump yesterday, and uh, 
Uh, he is the founder of the church at Planned Parenthood, not the church of Planned Parenthood. That's a whole other thing. No, this uh, Ken Peters will, he actually builds churches and uh, across from Planned Parenthood so that he has direct and, and instant access to those who uh, who may need to hear some some good old-fashioned word of God uh, prior to going in and, and killing their preborn babies. Uh, Pastor Sam Jones out of Iowa, very well-connected um, young guy. When I first saw him, I thought, my gosh, how are you How are you a, a, a lead pastor at a church? Um, and then I talked to him for a while and said, oh, okay, that, that makes sense now. <laughs> he knows his stuff. And then, of course, Jeff Dornick. Jeff Dornick is, uh, is the founder of the GK Podcast Network. He is, uh, he is a... I wouldn't say a controversial figure because um, he doesn't try to do things that are controversial. Controversial, it, but controversy seems to to find him pretty generally. He is um, he's a great guy. He's he's become a very good friend, fellow Southern California inmate, as as we are now. We're we're all inmates in the state of California because of the draconian laws that are being passed to prevent us from from passing off. COVID-19, the coronavirus, to our, our fellow man. Again, I'm not against I'm not against the measures. I don't like the mandates. Okay. This should be voluntary. People should be able to 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 be responsible and handle their lives the way that they're supposed to be handled. Just because there's a coronavirus does not mean that the constitution is is pushed aside. It does not get suppressed even on a temporary basis just because there's this disease going around. You know, we need to be responsible as individual Americans um, or individual business owners. If a business can can operate and keep people safe, then why should they not be allowed to just because they're not deemed quote unquote essential by the uh, by the bureaucrats or or politicians? That's not right. That's not America, and that's one of the reasons why we're having this conference to begin with because these rights that are being taken away today are going to need to have people fighting for them tomorrow. Our hope is that this opening action, this, this initial event with the American conservative movement, the Saving America Conference, will allow us to get connected with lots and lots and lots of people. Okay, We want to talk to you. If you're watching this video now, there's a good chance that you are, you are a conservative who is ready and uh, perhaps concerned about what's happening not just with the coronavirus, not just with the economy, but with our freedoms, with our liberties. And perhaps it has nothing to do with the coronavirus at all. Keep in mind, we were planning this, not the, the conference, but we were planning the American conservative movement long before the coronavirus was even a thing. We want and need to defend our freedoms, and there needs to be an organization out there fighting for those freedoms. And I'm talking about taking it to the street, if necessary. I'm talking about going to capitals. I'm talking about forming online and real-life groups uh, that can address our freedoms at a local level. Talk to politicians. Talk to bureaucrats. Let's educate America about what America is supposed to be. Because quite frankly, you know, not just through the coronavirus, but even before then, a lot of things that were happening were not uh, what one would consider to be constitutional. A lot of the things that have been, been proposed, whether it's uh, Medicare for all, uh, the Green New Deal, um, reparations, free college—all these, 
these policies that are supposed to save Americans. No, they don't. They harm America, all of them. They all lead back to something called modern monetary theory. And I've been told not to talk about that, not because it's a, it's a controversial, which it is, and not because it's not true. It is true. They are pushing the, the very far left, hyper leftist, radical progressives are pushing for modern monetary theory, which in essence is you know, basically you print your way into solving all your problems, print money. And uh, it's an extremely dangerous concept. Those who promote it, those who abide by it, people like Bernie Sanders, people like uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, the Justice Democrats, Ilhan Omar, uh, these are people that, that look at this and either, yeah, best case scenario is they just don't realize the repercussions as a result of invoking modern monetary theory on a large scale in the United States, or worst case scenario, they do realize they do know that it would destroy us, that it would essentially remove our status as the world reserve currency, which is the only thing today that is preventing us from, from complete economic collapse. Our debt is so large and so insurmountable that if we were ever to stop being the world reserve currency, then the debts would come due and we would not survive economically. It would be, it would be disastrous. It would be sudden and you know, it would be over for the United States of America as a result. Anyway, I was told not to talk about it because it's such a, a dry topic. You don't you don't discuss such things on podcasts and videos. You gotta be rah rah arr you know, stop being so boring. Talk about talk about taking the fight to the people. Be Batman. Arg Okay, enough of that. I'm I'm getting silly. On April 19th, I'm sorry, April 18th, that's the second time I've said that. On April 18th, which is a Saturday, we will be holding the Saving America Conference. I need you to attend. I need you to get your friends and your family to attend. It's free. You don't have to go anywhere. This is a digital conference. Okay? If you don't have Facebook, we're going to figure out a way. By golly, some way, somehow, we're going to make sure that everybody, everybody who wants to, everybody who, who has an internet connection, will be able to to see these amazing speakers, plus me, uh, see these amazing speakers who are going to be discussing ways for us to maintain our rights, ways for us to defend these freedoms that are being taken away, not just because of the coronavirus, but because of the rising Marxism that is pervasive in America. I mean, think about this. If it wasn't for the... The DNC stepping in and basically essentially forcing uh, Mayor Pete Buttigieg and uh, Senator uh, Amy Klobuchar, forcing them to drop out before Super Tuesday, then there is a very good chance that a democratic socialist, and you can just take out the word democratic, a socialist in the form of Bernie Sanders would be the nominee for president for the the Democratic Party that's that should blow our minds that America has gone so far to the left that a socialist would actually be considered. You know, we have unfortunately suffered as a result of winning. <laughs> you know, I mean, by winning the Cold War, by winning the economic battle, by becoming the, the, the world's only superpower before China's rise, by having so much prosperity, so much so much good things, so much freedom here in America. As a result, 
the lack of an enemy has created an enemy. And this is why, you know, I, I hate to say it like this, but but those who believe that socialism is the answer obviously don't know what socialism really is. They've never experienced it. They've, they haven't seen the hardships. They haven't, they haven't paid enough attention. All they can say is, oh, nothing else is socialism. Socialism's never been tried. It's, um, you know, oh, no, Venezuela, that's not real socialism. That's, that's something else. You know, you, you have to look at, at uh, you know, Venezuela says they're socialist, but they're not. You have to look at, like, Norway, who says that they're not socialist. No, no, they are socialist. It's so confusing. It's so backwards, and yet that's what we're faced with. Here in America is a rising number of people, particularly young people, uh, who are enamored by these concepts of, of socialism, Marxism, communism. Uh, and so we need to be able to fight that. So as I said, and I'll get the date right this time, April 18th, Saving America Conference. Go to AmericanConservativeMovement.com to learn more. It will be a free conference. And uh, we have some great speakers. We're going to be figuring out, interacting, and determining how do we get out of this this police state that the coronavirus has put us in? How do we prevent this leftward lurch that's taking away our freedoms and and converting too many Americans into the uh, into the concept of socialism itself? How do we do these things? We can't rely on. On just the Republican Party, sure. You know, there's a lot of Republicans that are doing good. There's also a lot of Republicans that are doing bad. We can't just rely on pre-existing conservative um, foundations and unions and, and groups and organizations. They're just not doing enough. I mean, I'll say it like it is. They're not doing enough. It's, it's not enough. They're not focused on the right things. So we're going to build the American conservative movement, and we're going to do it in a way... That is effective. We're not here to make a statement. We're here to make an impact. And so I'm J.D. Rucker. This has been the Rucker Report. Uh, God bless you. And we will see you next time. Mm-hmm.